This is a Four Sevens Network podcast. Foursevens.com. The Sniffer. Hello, girly. <laughs> Indeed. You're very good with the animal noises, eh? It's pigs, chickens. <laughs> very good. Ooh, yes. Well, actually, my little chicken sound effect, it's the lead-in for a Kathy story. Oh, I like it when you tell us stories. Aunt Cappy. <laughs> As you know, I'm working on a novel. Another novel. <laughs> I sort of stopped working on selling the first one, but anyway, that's another story which is a sad story. So I went into a place called Dune Village. And the reason that I went there was to speak to a 96-year-old chicken farmer, a guy who um, specializes in um, taking chickens to the fair to show them, and -hmm. in particular, bantam roosters, and his 96-year-old wife. I arrived, first of all, at the daughter's house and went in, and there was, and the mother was there, and they had all these really old vegetables around. I ended up buying, I bought Old the, vegetables? Yes, they <laughs> eat, this is a net, well, you know what, that's, anyway, forget that. That sort of ties in. Back to the chickens. Yes. So we went down to, to see Mr. Tilt, and he lived in, because the mother is in a worse shape mm. than Mrs. Tilt is in a worse shape than Mr. Tilt is, so Mrs. Tilt has to live with the daughter. So we went down two houses down the way and went into Mr. Tilt's house, and Nora It was an old farmhouse, really old farmhouse, surrounded by a subdivision. Wow. And when when you were coming down Dune Road, even before you got to their house, it was like there was this old mercantile building. Hmm. And it looked like they were still using it for that. And then there was an automotive shop. And it had like old trucks and cars inside. And then there's this subdivision. Country surrounded by a subdivision. Yeah. But but it was absolutely surreal. So I get to Mr. Tilt's house, and as you know, my dad, um, I grew up in the country, and my dad was a GP, Mm -hmm. and he used to take me around when he went on house calls, and so I would go into these wild old farmhouses all the time as a little girl. I walked in, it was like going back 30, 35 years in time, stepping into this room with Mm -hmm. this old man and talking to him about what it was like back in the day, mm-hmm. and then having him take me out to his chicken coop in the middle. He looked through the line. There's the subdivision. And you can see the hydro lines in the background. And then on the right-hand side, they have, like, he has two acres of land there. He and his wife and his daughter and their family grow all of their own food. Wow. They haven't, yeah. It's like that Barbara Kingsolver book. Exactly. It's like people are still doing this. But it was so strange to sit there. And he was so thrilled because he finally, he said, you want to buy some potatoes or some turnips? (laughs) I said, well, sure. (laughs) Oh, and this is what I was telling about the potatoes. This turnip I bought, it's the oldest turnip in (laughs) captivity. (laughs) I brought it home and I showed it to my uncle and he laughed and he said. It looks like an apple doll or something. (laughs) It does. It does. Maybe I'll give it to you. But then, so then I drove home and I, and I left and they were, they were so gracious and so kind and it was so weird feeling like I'd been just like 35 years had vanished walking in. Mm-hmm. No, no technology, no nothing. Like everything was old. And then going home and saying, oh, I've got to work on my um, Keo McClare Second Life interview, which is something that I'm doing in a book lounge. And 
getting on the computer and realizing that in the space of about 20 minutes leaving there and getting home, that I'd gone from like, where these, the way these people were living was about the 1910s, 1920s, mm -hmm. and gone ahead 100 years in an hour. And there I was, you know, with a, as an avatar. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? And feeling, ironically and sadly, I felt way more at home as an avatar hmm. than I did standing in a chicken coop looking at an old man. Even though that's your background. I know, but it was, the land felt hyper real. The subdivision there felt hyper real. Hmm. So anyway, that's my story. That's a great story, Kathy. It does remind me actually, just today I was reading a blog by this woman, Susan Wu, who I think she works for a venture capital firm, but she had a really interesting, she talked at South by Southwest, mm -hmm. and she had a really interesting take on the evolution of the web. And she was talking about web 1.0, gathering static information, web 2.0, this exchanging of data amongst people. We're moving more and more into this world where we create experiences a la Second Life and a la all of these you know, environments that are growing up for young people the Haba hotels and so on. Some of the people who are commenting were making the point that what will be interesting is to see how we transfer between these experiential worlds online and the transfer of information, you know, in the two-dimensional world. It was mm -hmm. very, like, fascinating. But I, at the same time, it does give me a little chill. Yeah, it's weird. That, that, and that is creepy, no, the that idea that you'd like be a, more comfortable as an avatar. That was like a gong, though. I was so aware of. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And it was really felt very weird to be more comfortable as an avatar mm -hmm. than a human being. So anyway, you have a super snappy. Mm. I it's the end of it's <laughs> got these shaggy dog story. <laughs> oh, and here comes a shaggy dog. Yeah. Right there <laughs> you really need a haircut. <laughs> He's going tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say, apropos of uh, old technologies and old ways of doing things, I have recently become completely obsessed with the I Ching. What is that? I it, should know that. I, so I did know and I forgot. You know what it is? <laughs> it's all based on this Taoist idea that life is this sort of perpetual cycle of changes and that, you know, correct action is in responding appropriately to where you are in the changes. So you throw these... That's it, the, t the coins. Yeah, you throw these coins. I mean, in my case, they're dimes. But yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you figure out they're either yin or yang or old or young. What's the opposite of old? I'm really tired. Then you kind of work out these two trigrams based on what the tossing of these coins tells you. And then you get this quite cryptic sort of information from the I Ching book. And there's 64 possible hexagrams. You're wasting your time doing that? You're wasting your time as a damn avatar. At least they're real coins. <laughs> but I'm obsessed with it. How many and times have you, have you done it today? Yes. How many times? Just once today. Well, you have to have a question, right? Like, if, if I, so you formulate a question that you have in your mind. So I have to have a question. Will somebody love me today? <laughs> Will no, I get some money today? <laughs> no, but I always have done those things like reading my horoscope and stuff. But I never would guide my life by it. But I think I'm like getting ready to guide my life by the I Ching. Well, it's let's freaky. stop doing this and go shake the coin. <laughs> Do you guys shake the coin? <laughs> mm. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Take the coins, please. <laughs>